When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 425 of Sustainable Minimalist. This is a podcast about intentional and eco-friendly minimalist living. On today's show, we're talking endocrine disruption, and specifically, we're zeroing in on the obesogens. The obesogens are those chemicals found in personal care products that mess with our hormones in such a way that they make many of us gain weight and keep weight on. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you already know it is shocking how little regulation there is in the personal care products industry here in the United States. The European Union, they've banned over 1,300 chemicals and cosmetics. But here in the U.S., guess how many we've banned? Just 11. Endocrine disruptors were first discovered in 1991 when scientists realized that environmental toxins can negatively affect the endocrine system, which, by the way, is responsible for releasing hormones into our bloodstreams. Now, fast forward a few decades These days, we know, and it's not pseudoscience, it's real science. We do not do pseudoscience on this show. And so we know that endocrine disruptors are suspected players in reproductive disorders, developmental disorders, learning problems, immune system dysfunction, and yes, weight gain. We're spending a little bit of extra time today on the obesogens, which are the phthalates, the parabens, the fragrance, and the triclosan. So here to discuss all things endocrine disruption and specifically those obesogens is Andrea Dar. Andrea is passionate about non-toxic personal care products. She is the founder of the Switch Natural app, which is a product scanning app for toxins. I use it regularly and I love it. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to talk to you as well. Thanks for having me. Well, you're so welcome. Why don't we start by you bringing us back in time to that moment when you found yourself interested in non-toxic products, when you realized perhaps that the stuff on the shelves isn't all that healthy for us. Talk to us about that pivotal moment in your life. So that happened for me when I found out I was pregnant with my twins in 2014, I was in a really high risk pregnancy. I spent most of the time on bed rest actually, but I think like a lot of other expecting parents wanted to clean up everything and make sure I wasn't bringing in anything toxic or exposing my babies unnecessarily to things. And I started to look at all the products I was using 
like, you know, just looking for pregnancy safe or, you know, baby safe. And what I found was inconsistencies, like ingredients that were in these products, I would find elsewhere evidence that they are potentially harmful. And the marketing was a little bit confusing to me. I, there was no one real place where I could go to understand is what I'm using actually safe. So I started digging into the ingredients and really just learning what they meant and going ingredient by ingredient. And is there research as to whether or not this is safe or harmful? And I tracked all that research. And it's like, once I went down the rabbit hole, I just couldn't turn back. And I became really passionate and determined to understand if the products I was using were safe. So I've kind of compiled all that research, but that's really what got me started was the pregnancy. I think it was that extra motivation. I, and I was frustrated that I didn't understand what was in my product. So you flip a product over and you look at the ingredients and I didn't know what any of that meant. Like so many of us, right? Nobody knows what it means. We assume that if it's on the shelf, it's safe. Isn't some governmental regulatory body like keeping us yeah, safe through the like, exactly and that what... also was shocking to me that to learn that there are so few regulations on our products and these products haven't been tested for safety there's no process i mean you can really just put out any product with, that you want i mean there's a few exceptions like sunscreen has to be regulated but i mean anyone can create anything and and sell it really hmm well today we're talking about endocrine disruption and for listeners who you know, maybe have heard the term, but have no idea what it means. It can seem like, eh, I got more pressing problems. I don't need to worry about endocrine disruption. Why should we be worried about endocrine disruption? Break it all down for us. Sure. So when you think about the endocrine system, it's responsible for hormones, which travel all throughout our bodies and basically signal all of the different bodily processes, including reproduction and development, metabolism, our immune system. So it really affects everything. So there are chemicals in our products that are termed endocrine disrupting chemicals, and they basically mess up with this process. They can mimic hormones. They can um, block receptor sites. They can block the hormones. They can mess up the transportation of the hormones, basically throwing off any of these uh, bodily processes. So it's pretty, um, it's a big deal. Yeah. I think that the average person who buys beauty products, let's say they don't realize that our endocrine system, our hormone system, it is incredibly delicate and complex and correct me if I'm wrong with my adjectives there, delicate and complex, but we don't want to mess with it if we don't have to, do I have that right? Yes, absolutely. And even, and I think this is another misconception is like, oh, it's just a tiny amount of endocrine disrupting chemicals, but our bodies are made in such a way that small changes in hormones can have big effects because our body is made to detect small changes in hormones. So it's not a dose makes the poison issue mm. with endocrine disruptors. So today I wanted to focus on one specific category of hormone disruptors, the obesogens. And we're going to get there, but talk to me about some real life issues that I or you or my listeners could face if we're using endocrine disruptors and not really caring about the amount or the frequency. Yeah. So specific to obesogens, there's been studies, you know, there was a one that showed a correlation between certain obesogens, phthalates, 
and waist circumference or insulin resistance. There's also been um, studies from prenatal exposure that it can increase the risk of childhood obesity. And these are chemicals that are widely used, phthalates and specifically propylparaben in that childhood obesity study. Well, and you mentioned reproductive issues too. That Again, that's not an obesogen, but you can have, I mean, reproductive issues. That is a serious consequence to these endocrine right. disruptors uh, that I right. think that we just tend to not realize. Like everybody's life, we're all so busy. We're so stressed, right? So like, how can we even worry about endocrine disruption on top of everything else? So, all right. So right. let's talk about the obesogens in particular. I am saying right here and now that our beauty products can cause us to gain weight. And I'm sure listeners are listening right now and they're thinking to themselves, no, <laughs> no, that can't be right. But it's right. So break it down for us. What on earth is an obesogen? I believed you mentioned phthalates and propylparaben, but what are they and how do they lead some of us, many of us to gain weight and keep weight on? Yes. So obesogens, they're a subset of endocrine disrupting chemicals that have been found to disrupt our metabolic processes. So what they can do is they can alter fat development. They can affect your appetite and your satiety. They also can affect your gut microbiome, which is really interesting, which your gut microbiome plays a big role in metabolic health, also regulating fat storage. So it is, it does seem like a stretch, but uh, the research has been done. And, and I think that it makes a lot of sense given the crisis that we have with obesity and the rates rising. I mean, we know that food is a big component, but also our products are um, a big part of that. And what's interesting too, is there's been studies on prenatal exposure. And so there's critical points, specific points in development. So I think in the 14th week of gestation, that's when adipose tissue is formed, which is our fat tissue. So if you're having, if you're getting affected by an obesogen at that point, it can alter the base rate of your fat cells and it can carry on into adult life. Ooh, I, so I definitely want to talk about prenatal exposure and generational exposure. There's some really interesting research out on all of that, but just to Take what you said and say it one more time so that everybody in the back hears us. Obesogens do a lot of things. They can impact our metabolism, so how full you feel. They can lead to changes in our food preferences, so what we're grabbing from the cabinet at 8 p.m. They can program our body to develop more fat cells, bigger fat cells. They can make staying at a healthy weight even harder. And so I just want to say that all again, just echo it because the other day, the other morning, I put on one of the, I don't want to call it a news show, like a Good Morning America type early morning program. And they had a doctor on who said that weight gain is as simple as, are you burning the calories you consume? It's a very simple formula. And that was this doctor's statement to America, <laughs> but it's not true. So I don't, I'm, I know that there's no easy answer here, but I'm just wondering why are we still being fed the, dare I say lie? Because I mean, new research is coming out that says the opposite. Why are we continue to be fed the simple formula that weight gain or weight loss 
is a result of not burning or burning, respectively, the calories you've consumed. Why are we still being told that? I mean, anybody who has ever taken a medication that has weight gain or weight loss as a side effect knows it's not true. Excellent point. I And I think that it, it goes back to there not being regulations around this stuff. You know, any ingredients can be used. And I think also, which is so important, I, I love that you're sharing this because I think people just need to know and they, and you have the ability to choose something else. This is not like this is all that's available to us. There are safer options. And truthfully, switching products can be an easy thing to do. It's an easy way to reduce your exposure to toxins because there's alternatives. You just have to be educated on what to choose and get the tools and the resources that you need. And so a big part of what I'm doing is I just want to spread the word. Because I think when people, people have a desire to live a healthy life, if they just are given the information and the tools to do so. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to also say too, though, there's a lot of emerging research in this field. You mentioned exposure to obesogens around 14 weeks gestation. There's a generational component too. What does research say about the generational effects of endocrine disruptors? Yes, but specifically obesogens on future generations. So there is research that says exposure to obesogens in early development can actually be written into the genetic code and affect generations. Yes. So that to me says two things. Number one, limiting our own personal exposure to these endocrine disruptors can be a profound way for helping our children's 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 down the line's health. But it also tells me too that perhaps, and some scientists agree with me, perhaps the stark rates of obesity that we're seeing today in 2024 almost might be connected to chemical exposure a couple generations back, might be connected, not caused, but might be correlated with. And so that is so interesting to me that we are, again, allowing these powerful chemicals to be placed in products without having the longitudinal research in place to determine whether they're safe or not. One thing that was what was popping up in my head you, when you were saying these things are correlated, you can't say their cause. I think there are people that question this because there's just correlation, but you have to think we can't have placebo controlled, double blind human studies. Like we have to just take a step back and think, why is it worth the risk? You know, we've seen it in animal studies, all the signs point in this direction. It's just not worth the risk to use these chemicals that we don't even need and that we have alternatives for. Yeah. And if it's not ethical to do these studies on human beings, perhaps the answer is don't put them on the shelves <laughs> first and then yes. worry about the consequences later. Right. We're going to take our quick sponsor break, but when we come back, I want to transition our conversation away from the harms. And I want to discuss switching products. How do we do that? Where do we find them? We're going to talk all about that after a quick sponsor break. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. 
As the total destination for decor and furniture, HomeThreads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. Today I'm speaking with Andrea Dar. She is the founder of the Switch Natural app. It is, of course, a product scanning app for toxins. It does also offer those product alternatives, which we're going to get to in a minute. But Andrea, I want to ask you, though, about the greenwashing in the personal care products arena. It's rampant. Talk to me about some of the words that are on products that really are greenwashing that really mean nothing. The big one that comes to mind is dermatologist approved or dermatologist tested or something like that. They, you know, bring in a quote unquote expert, they stick the title on there, dermatologist, and then we all just uh, fawn over the product. So talk to me about the words, the labels that really mean nothing. Sure. And, and to, to talk about that specific one, dermatologist approved, I think it's important to consider what that would indicate and also what a dermatologist is trained to do. So it's not somebody that is a toxicologist or somebody who has spent extensive time researching the ingredients. That's not their specialty. So in terms of whether or not the product is safe, a dermatologist wouldn't be able to necessarily, like dermatologists in general would not necessarily be able to tell you whether or not the ingredients have potential harms. So there's a lot of greenwashing. That's absolutely true. There's claims like non-toxic, clean, natural. These do not green. These do not have a legal definition. So they really are simply marketing claims. And I always tell people to look at the back of the product, not the front, because you really don't want to get, um, it can be confusing for consumers, right? If it has that label, you think that it must be clean, but that's just not the case, unfortunately. There is a, you know, I should point out that there's an exception 
USDA organic is a legal definition. There are not a lot of products that have that certification, but it does mean that most of the ingredients or a certain percentage are actually organic and certified. Hmm. Yeah, because that would be a third party certifying that the product is organic, right? As opposed to the right. product just claiming it is. Yes. And so this is a personal question. And it's one that, you know, I would consider myself an intermediate level ingredients reader, let's say. Like I have some skills. I know to stay away from the parabens, the phthalates, the fragrance. I know, I know that. However, I don't know the slight derivatives, the slight variations. So like uh, you mentioned propyl paraben, like what is that? <laughs> Where did that come from? And right. And for phthalates, are there other labels that it could be under on an ingredients list? Yes, that's a great point. And that's where this can get really tricky. So there's different types of parabens. There's propyl paraben, butyl paraben, methyl paraben, isopropyl paraben. And I think that's where it starts to feel overwhelming. There's different types of phthalates. I mean, phthalates are in any everything from phthalates are used to denature alcohol, which is used to make fragrance, which is not even, I mean, you wouldn't even see it on a fragrance label, right? Because fragrance doesn't list the, all the ingredients in there. So it can get tricky. And I think that that's where having a little bit of help can be good for the average consumer. Another example is per and polyfluoral alkyl substances. They're also known as PFAs. These are the forever chemicals that you hear about that are harmful. These are also endocrine disruptors and there are thousands out there. Uh, there are some that are intentionally added to cosmetics. And so I have done some research on those and have those in my app. So if you were to scan a product, it would notify you that that has a, a PFA in it. Hmm. So, I mean, you have a handy dandy tool for those of us who I would say, you know, need a little help a little nudge when we're in the store. Talk to me about the Switch Natural app. Talk to me about it first, because then I have some questions. <laughs> sure, sure. So the app is, you can use it in store or when you're shopping online, on your phone, and it basically scans ingredient labels. And it will tell you if that product has any potentially harmful ingredients in there. And then it's also an educational tool. So you can tap on those ingredients and learn why the app is flagging them. And there's a link to the relevant research. So you can click over and go read the studies that have been done on that ingredient. And it also gives you an option to find a non-toxic alternative. If that product has ingredients that you want to avoid, that's flagged them, you've read it and you're like, nope, it's not worth the risk for me. So um, there's products in there that I have scanned that I have personally used that I think work great and you can find those on the app as well. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you ready, Andrea? Sure. <laughs> Get ready. Hold on to your hat. How is the Switch Natural app better or different than the EWG's Skin Deep database? So the Switch Natural app is different from other apps because it is made strictly for the consumer. So the consumer pays for it and it is not biased in any way. So the app doesn't even know what brand it is that you're scanning, what product it is. It's strictly saying, okay, here's what's in it and here's what should be avoided. So there is no blurred lines as to what's being flagged and for whom. It's strictly for us to know if this product is safe or not, not in business with brands. 
And it also, you know, another thing that I think is a differentiating factor is that it scans ingredients and not barcodes. So it's not relying on a specific database because as you know, products are coming out all the time and say you're at a farmer's market and picking up a product that's not going to have a barcode on it that is going to be able to scan through the database. And I think this is rare, but it is a concern. I think that data can get dated. So companies will update their formulas from time to time and you know, there are instances where those ingredient lists are not getting updated timely. And so I think that the most accurate way to scan a product is to scan the ingredients on the label. Hmm. So there's a couple of things there that you said that I think are really important. The first is that the consumer is paying for the app as opposed to the brand paying you to get on your app. That is a very important distinction, right? Because I know just from EWG research, uh, the brand pays the EWG to be, you know, highlighted, let's say. And also there have been plenty of times, and I love the EWG, everybody. I'm not. Me too. I'm not, I'm not like destroying them um, by any means, but I am saying that there are plenty of times when there's a product that I see, I said, oh, this looks good. It sounds good, but I need a little help. And the EWG's rating has not been updated to reflect the change in formulation of the product. So they're using an old formulation and giving a rating on that. So I really like there that you say that you're scanning the ingredients list, the up-to-date right then and there ingredients list. Anything to say there? Yeah, I think that's true. I know I've found this, I've had the same experience. You know, it's just a little bit frustrating because it, it's not as not as a clean of a scan and as clear cut all the time. Um, I agree with you that they are providing excellent information in a lot of ways. I wanted something that people could feel comfortable that was completely unbiased and was giving the best information at that time. Yeah, because products do change their formulations all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, and happens. they don't have it to tell happen. us. <laughs> and they don't tell us. And that's another thing I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I remind people to scan products every time you buy them. So even though this was, you know, clean last time, just give it a quick scan. It takes two seconds and make sure they haven't updated their formula because they don't always change packaging. You know, they'll change a formula, but it'll look exactly the same. And I think it's just a good habit to get into. So Andrea, I think that for those of us in my intermediate category, like we are concerned, we have a base level amount of knowledge, stay away from the phthalates, the triclosan, the parabens, the fragrance, What's another one? Like, give me another one to look up. Yeah, for. sure. Talc is an easy one because it's such a short word. It's in a lot of powders and, and makeup. It's usually the first ingredient if it's there. So if you flip it over, I mean, you can kind of spot it. So I like to tell people about that one. And that one is, we've known for a really long time that talc can be contaminated with asbestos, which is a carcinogen. And in fact, it's been detected in makeup samples and baby powder over the years, but yet it's still being used, which is just wild to me with all the evidence against it. And I think that's one you want to stay away from. It's easy to spot. So here's another one. When parabens sort of, when all the stuff came out about parabens and people started to catch on that these were endocrine disruptors, what some brands did is they switched paraben with another ingredient that's all, so parabens are a preservative. So they switched their preservative out for another one that was thought to be clean. And that's phenoxyethanol. While there's no evidence that phenoxyethanol is an endocrine disruptor, but it has another issue. It can have carcinogenic byproducts. 
So a lot of products that got switched over from parabens to phenoxyethanol now have another issue. And so that's one that you want to look for. And it's what's called an ethoxylated ingredient. So if you ever see that word ethoxylate, you want to avoid it because that means that it uses these ingredients, ethylene oxide and 1,4-dioxane, and those are harmful contaminants. They've been found in things like laundry detergent. I don't know if you saw, but I think it was New York came out and said they were going to limit the amount of allowable 1,4-dioxane contamination and detergents. So that is starting to get some attention, but it's still widely used. Another ethoxylated ingredient that's easy to spot is PEG. It's listed, it's um, polyethylene glycols. So you can, it's always in caps and a lot of times it has numbers behind it, but PEG on the label is something that you want to look out for. Why? So PEGs are another type of ethoxylated compounds in the same way that phenoxyethanol is a, an ethoxylated compound has that same issue of the 1,4-dioxane contamination. Got it. So just like another little take home for my listeners is going to the natural store or the health store, the health food store perhaps, and buying what's on their shelves, is that good enough? or do we really need to turn bottles and products over and read the ingredients list? Better, not good enough. A lot of the health stores will say, and I know Whole, I'll give Whole Foods as an example, like healthier, which, you know, it's branded as a healthier store. They have some restrictions on what can be in their products. So they might not have parabens, but I've seen phenoxyethanol in their products. There's some with fragrance. So it's going to avoid some, but not all. I think that's just really important to mention that we cannot trust governing bodies to put healthy products on shelves. We cannot trust stores that they're putting on, putting healthy products on shelves. We really have to arm ourselves with the knowledge. And in your, in this case, in the case of the Switch Natural app, the tools that we need to make the best and most informed decisions for our families. Thank you for your time. I wish you and your family the most wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, that's a wrap, my friends. Show notes are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 425. And before we say goodbye today, just a quick note that Andrea was introduced to me through a fellow listener. So a listener to this show said, hey, Stephanie, I think you should interview Andrea. She would be able to talk about stuff that you talk about. And so I say that to say, listeners, if you follow or know of somebody that you think would be a great guest on this podcast, definitely shoot me an email or reach out to me via DMs. I will absolutely follow through and reach out to the person. Not all the time does the person you recommend uh, want to come on the show, but I will always do my part in saying hello. So thank you so much. Happy holidays to all of you. Happy Hanukkah. If you're in the middle of celebrating, I'll see you on Thursday and take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.